0: Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff
1: and Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most out of life
0: and covering a ton of interesting topics. So there's sure to be something for just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff
1: and I'm Amy and this podcast we're going to be talking about rucking.
0: What? is rucking.
1: Rucking's actually predicted to be one of the top fitness trends for twenty twenty four.
0: Fitness trends.
1: Yeah. You can burn a lot of calories rucking. Before we get All into right. that, let's go off on our usual tangents and this chat about some things that have been going on in our lives. So I just learned recently that they put ice in public urinals. So oh. in men's washrooms.
0: I have seen that.
1: Why why is why is this a thing?
0: I I don't know. I think it's probably just like a Oh, how lo- how quickly can you melt this? Or you know, just <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe splash resistance.
1: <laughs> the explanation I got was that men needed a little bit of a, a game, I guess, to encourage them to not, I guess, go all over the place and just. make oh, yeah. And that there's even sometimes basketball hoops. Yes, the, I've
0: heard of this. Yeah. I
1: what? Why? I've never this, seen why that. Why do you need encouragement personally? to aim? Like it's what's that women don't need that we don't you know need some encouragement to be over the toilet bowl we just do our thing
0: no but it's it can be pretty unpredictable i mean uh it's not as easy as you think Unpredictable. yes like it's easy to splash around places when you're being as a man it is (laughs) it is (laughs)
1: Well, I'll have to take your word for it.
0: All right.
1: So, ice helps us by I guess you just men are trying to melt the ice. Do they have to keep running in there and putting more ice in it? Like First of all, where work?
0: did you learn this?
1: I heard it on a podcast, another podcast. Okay.
0: I think I think whatever a bar can do to really try and make men keep their their urine where it should go, they're going to do.
1: Okay. Well, you know Cause what? Cuz
0: some men just don't give a crap.
1: For our listeners who have never set foot in a male public washroom, I wanted to share that wonderful information with you because I was incredibly it's surprised it was a thing. And then also when I mentioned it to you and you knew it was a thing, that was also surprising. So. I guess it's not that odd. Is there like is there someone designated at the restaurant or bar to go in and just replenish the ice supply in the urinals?
0: I'm really, I don't know. I've never Are worked a Are they going in bar. like an
1: ice bucket? Are they using the same scoop to like put it into the urinals that they're using to scoop ice into drinks? I have a lot of questions around this situation.
0: I don't think that would be a worry. I don't think <laughs> you should worry about that one. Uh, but i are they just running I, that doesn't from mean the bar you won't.
1: with with like cupping the ice in their hands and running it in and dumping it into urinals?
0: I don't know. I think it's just really boils down to whatever they can do to keep their bathrooms clean as possible they're going to do
1: okay, well, I mean, I often was told that what are the urinal pucks that they're actually more for aiming than for scent uh,
0: I think it's a little bit of both, isn't it? Is't it like fifty fifty is it, they do they do uh, emit a scent. I that, really
1: don't. I have no idea what's going on in there anymore. I, I just, don't either. It's a complete mystery to me.
0: I don't, I'm I'm a guy and I don't know either. I so. once
1: accidentally walked into a men's washroom here in St. John and there was a trough as a urinal.
0: Yes, the, and I, they got I, rid I, of that.
1: I didn't know where I was, but there,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a very strange bathroom. I know the bathroom you're talking about, and I always felt I don't know. It's it, I have this like. You know, double thought about it, though. It does make sense. It does make sense. If you want to maximize a wall for men going pee, that's the way to do it. Not just these individual little spots where you're, you know, I don't know. But at the same time, it it was very strange. I don't know how they keep it so clean or keep it clean at all. Not so clean.
1: I just picture horses going up to a trough and just trying to nose their way in there for a drink, and I just picture men doing the same thing, but the opposite. Yeah. All right.
0: You have really, you have a really high, uh, th- high thoughts on men. Well,
1: <laughs> we're horses. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's just one of life's mysteries. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's something you you do all the time, but I'm sure you have questions about. I share I share
0: the same same questions actually. I don't I don't know, I don't don't know what they were thinking. Just keep them in your head. Being different, you know.
1: Let's talk about giant sandwiches and hamburgers that you can't get your mouth around. Let's talk about that as being an annoying thing. I have a list of just things that I was curious about this.
0: Yeah, it's like a little like potpourri of. of uh, trivia. Well, why do they do that?
1: Me. Why do they make things that you can't get your mouth around? Like, why do they bring it I to the table? I think it's
0: the wow factor. And I agree. I mean, we talked about this before on like, you know, the way they do it in Europe is, is that they, they give proper portions of food and you can eat it. But here in North America, for some reason, they feel like you're like four people trying to eat a burger because you re- you literally cannot get your mouth well, around some of the it's burgers. just
1: the shape of it really i yeah. mean they could give you the same amount of food but make it flat yeah that's why pizza is awesome you don't have any problem opening your mouth wide no. enough to get that piece of pizza in you can mm-hmm. even fold it in half sometimes and get it in still but not those giant gotta put a toothpick right down the center of them burgers to hold them together
0: yeah I I don't know I don't know what the deal is there but cuz the only way to tackle a burger that's way too big to eat is just to, to nibble nibble away until you kind of break through <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's bizarre it really is bizarre I mean I, how many times have you gotten a meal at a restaurant like you didn't know how how like big it was going to be until it arrived there on your plate and you're like what how am I supposed to eat that I know. Are you crazy? Like, are you l- literally crazy? I remember one time you got some nachos and you're like, I'll just have the regular nachos. Like the, and they, they, they like came and you were like, what? I'm going to be eating this for five days. <laughs> like, it's nuts. I don't know. Anyway, and so it is nice to take, I mean, we, we, nine times out of 10, we'll bring food home.
1: Well, and some things don't hold like nachos. It was just—it's annoying because they don't—not an easy reheatable type of food. Not easily
0: done, but it can be done.
1: Well, yeah, I'm the person who eats peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch every day. Yeah, you are. That's my thing. I discovered. I discovered that this was the. I always am perplexed about what I should eat for lunch during the work week, and not wanting to really spend a lot of time on food prep, and I always ate PB and J's growing up in school every day mm-hmm. and I love them and they're really perfect. They've got protein, they've got you get some high you get some good bread. If you get some low sugar jam, you get a little bit of fruit in there. Oh I know. no, you
0: need the high sugar jam.
1: <laughs> I know it's not I know it's not super perfect. There's not any veggies. But you know, if you're looking to fill the hole in the middle of the day, P B and Js and you know what? You, you can get your mouth around them. They're yeah. not ridiculous. And you also don't have to refrigerate them.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Okay, let's get on to the topic rocking. at hand. Yeah, I was actually thinking about fitness this week as I was walking to work on one of the iciest mornings that we've had this winter. And it was, I wasn't expecting it because it was a rainy morning. I thought, okay, it rained enough, it rained through the snow and ice from the day before. It hadn't. I stepped out and it was ridiculously slippery and but normally it's like a 15 minute walk. It took like twice as long. There was one point when I was I was a little bit trying to go onto the lawn to try to find some sort of traction and uh, there was another guy walking on the path going to work and the two of us just looked at each other because we were at a point where we just couldn't even move. It was just water on ice and it was just it was in nature's hands and the two of us were just like trying to glide in the general direction of where we were heading and it was It was just really frustrating. But the next day, my legs and butt were really sore. And I was like, that was a great glute workout. There you go. Jeff was just looking at me like, where are you going with this? And I didn't really know. I figured I would figure it out by the end of the the story.
0: That's okay. You don't always need to know where your conversations are going.
1: Well, it's nice when people, you know tune in to listen that they have
0: our listeners are (laughs) used to that if they listen to this podcast they're used to meandering conversations (laughs) and it's okay
1: there was a point to the story and the point is if it's icy out and you don't get a concussion at least maybe you get a good leg and glute workout
0: one of the one of the things that i find that is like a golden nugget of information is that in the maritimes you know we do have a lot of winter and stuff like that and a lot of places but I always found on when you're in situations like that and you're walking across ice and you're just like, you don't you know you don't feel stable. The best thing to do is like, if you have to walk on the ice, walk on the ice as if you just pooped your pants, and then you're just kind of like you kind of like <laughs> glide along. You know what I the mean? you stick up the butt. You keep walk. your center of gravity almost above your body, just kind of like, whoa. That's
1: how know? the penguins. And you got to make
0: that sound too. Whoa, yeah.
1: So, this is this rucking that we're going to talk about is about walking. Can you
0: spell rucking? Is it just like what I think?
1: It's exactly the way you think okay. with an R at the beginning.
0: Okay. That's what I thought. All right. Rucking.
1: R U C K I N G. Okay. Right. So, rucking is really it has its roots like in the military. When you think about people training in the military and they're walking with a, a backpack on, they actually call it a rucksack. And Uh, they carry it a set distance and it has a weight in it. And it's, you know, part of their military training. So a rucksack is basically just like a durable backpack that's meant for carrying equipment. And that's really where the term rucking came from.
0: I never even really thought of, you know, how you do that in life and things have names. And you never really think about where that comes from. I never thought about rucksack like you know and have you heard the term now, ruck
1: well, rucksack? Back,
0: yeah, I have heard <laughs> before. rucksack before. <laughs> yeah, but and like you know oh, you because know, you
1: were in the navy, did you, know, you have rucksacks yeah, in the navy? Yeah. Well, just
0: like in movies and stuff, you get okay. that rucksack, you know? But it's like, you know, you know, backpack, you you understand where that comes from, but ruck?
1: I don't I don't know. I don't I know. know where the ruck came from. I know rucking came from rucksack. Yeah. But yes, I didn't dive deep into the etymology of ruck. But you had no rucksacks in the navy.
0: No, let's let's get on with this rucking podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> rucking burns a lot of calories.
0: Yes, it does. It does actually. It does, and it's so, good for your health.
1: According to nine hundred one PT, nine hundred one PT is a physical therapy uh, website or physiotherapy if you're in Canada. Ah. They actually t- they talk about rucking and they talk about how it's a great way to exercise because it's low impact. It builds endurance. Uh, burns calories, improves your heart health, posture balance, bone density. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what it is, how you can get into it. And what really made me think about this is a lot of people use walking or hiking as a regular form of exercise. And then you look at how can I level that up? So maybe you want to, you know, increase the level of intensity or what you're burning for calories. And you are also looking to not create more impact on your joints. So a Mm -hmm. lot of people would say the logical progression from walking is to start running. Well, if you're not somebody who wants to get into running. So for me, I, I was a runner in the past, but now the impact on my joints and, you know, it's just not something that interests me at this point. But with rocking, you're essentially carrying a weighted backpack while you're walking so you're able to increase the intensity of the walk and the amount of exercise you're getting but you're still doing a low impact activity because you always have one foot on the ground and okay, it's okay
0: so the idea of having a weighted uh rucksack let's say um is that could that just be things that you just happen to have in your rucksack for your or do you have to have actual weights do you know what I mean
1: I'm glad you asked. Well, weights are what are suggested. So I'll go through a little bit about how you can get into rucking if you're new to rucking, if you're a rucking virgin, so to speak.
0: Yeah, rucking virgin.
1: (laughs) But you know what made me think about this too, is that a lot of times people will walk for exercise and they'll do it perhaps to lose weight. Maybe um, they're losing a significant amount of weight and then the same amount of walking, same distance doesn't result in the same amount of calories being burned. So all of a sudden they plateau. Because as you lose weight, you burn less calories doing the same amount of walking, the same amount of distance, because you're just basically the effort is lessened because you're carrying less weight. Right. And I found this fascinating because I was listening to another great local podcast out of St. John. It's called uh, Kate and Isaiah Living Large. And they had an endocrinologist on just talking about this. And, And that was one of the things he mentioned that a lot of times... You know, as people are doing exercise and they're losing weight, they have to effectively do more exercise to burn the same amount of calories because now they're moving less weight as they lose right. weight. Out. Was this,
0: was this, uh, uh, you know, were they talking about rucking or was no, it? No, not okay.
1: specifically, but they just, you know, the mm-hmm. idea of weight bearing exercise, because whenever you're calculating how many calories are burned during exercise, uh, body weight comes into account. If you're in a weight bearing exercise, obviously, if you're doing something like bicycling or swimming, something that's not weight bearing, then body weight doesn't impact it as much but if you're doing something like walking running or hiking then how much weight you're moving will impact the effect of that activity
0: I will I will take this moment to remind our loyal listeners that Amy has a background in kinesiology yeah I guess so what am I you have a passion varied. for this and you can tell it's my great.
1: varied education uh, background includes uh yeah. of Science and kinesiology That's great. so in saying all of that, hopefully it wasn't too diving. Was that your way of telling me I was diving down into the weeds a little too much?
0: No, it's good. I, I, no, it's very educational. It's fantastic.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, so the great thing about rocking is that you can build up to it. So you, you start with your regular walk. And when you're comfortable with that, you can just gradually build up the amount of weight you're carrying. So I'm going to go through how you go about doing that. Great thing about it is it's a low cost activity. Most people have a backpack. Obviously, a good supportive backpack is the best. If you have one with wider uh, shoulder straps rather than thinner ones that might dig in with some weight on them. If you had a uh, basically a chest strap and strap around your lower back, it can provide additional support depending on how intense you get with the activity. But you can really just start out with a good rugged backpack, which most people have. And then again, uh, just some regular footwear, good supportive footwear. Once you get up to higher weights, you might want to look at something that provides more ankle support. Uh, but I think for people for basic fitness when they're just starting out, they can wear what they would normally wear on when a walk. When do you start putting
0: the rocks inside the backpack or rucksack?
1: <laughs> well, you can do it straight away, Jeff.
0: Wow, because <laughs> they're 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 cheap too. You can just find a bunch of rocks anywhere. Well, a that's it. Bricks.
1: And you can use. It's suggested you can use rocks, weights, bricks, cans of soup. But one of the important things to do is to have the weight situated properly in the backpack. Mm. So rather than having it intuitively, you would think the lower the center of gravity, the better. You actually want the weight to sit a little bit higher up on your back, closer to where your shoulder blades would be. So they suggest putting even like a volleyball or a rolled up towel, the base of your backpack, and then putting the weight on top of that. And they also suggest whatever you use for weight. Uh, roll it up in a towel just so that it's not something that's hitting your back. That makes sense. Because rocks against your back, that's no fun while you're rucking.
0: No. No rucking rocks on your back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I no, knew we were going to have fun with this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? You
1: can't. Have, how can you not have fun with rucking?
0: That's right.
1: GoRuck.com was where I got a lot of information. So, if uh, you're interested, listeners, in finding out a lot of details about this, they have beginner programs. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to go through just some real basics here, but it's something I'm going to try. I walk to and from work already, and an easy thing to do because I already carry a backpack. So, I'm going to give it a shot. And the suggestion is to start with no more than. 10% of your body weight so oh. for easy math if I weighed 100 pounds then I wouldn't want to add more than 10 pounds to my backpack as a that starting makes sense and you can actually burn it's estimated as much as two to three times the amount of calories as walking yeah uh, when you get to the the higher level so the most they suggest you get to is a third of your body weight carrying a third of your body weight so I yeah, mean, you don't
0: want to overdo it you could probably get back problems Exactly,
1: well that's it. So if you're 150 pounds, then 50 extra pounds would be as much as you'd want to get to. And it does talk about the fact that you do need to be conscious of whether or not you already have pre-existing health conditions. And you know, I should really say that for any activity or exercise that we talk about, go talk to your doctor before you get started. Otherwise it's, it's something that you can just really progress slowly. Like any activity they always say increase no more than 10% a week. whether it's by weight or by distance so it's starting out with 10% of your body weight at most in terms of what you carry in the backpack and increasing that by no more than 10% each week after that
0: so I have a question for you like I've seen people you know uh, jogging or walking and they're holding uh, weights instead of in a backpack obviously they're not rucking they're just holding extra weights Will that do the same? Will that have the same effect as as having weights in a backpack? Well, essentially, Rucksack? I mean,
1: depending on where, like with the physics of it, depending on where you're carrying the weight, it's you yeah. know, going to be easier or harder. Obviously, it's like holding a weight out further from your body is going to be, uh, you know, more strenuous than if it's close to you. but. I mean, rucking is based around the concept of carrying it in a very specific spot on your back. And if it's done properly, it'll actually help improve posture. So it can help with pulling your shoulders back, keeping you more upright. So people who work, say, in an office situation, hunched over a keyboard most of the day, it can be a real helpful activity to just straighten you up.
0: You know, what's interesting too is no one will see you rucking because unless you have a see-through backpack, No one's going to know. No one's going to know. It's just your little secret.
1: Your little secret that you're sweating up a storm. Doing what looks like a regular little walk up the hill. And all of a sudden it's very intense. you got
0: 50 pounds back there struggling up hills. And they're like, why is that person struggling to get up that hill? Little do they know that you've got got the weight of a small child in your backpack.
1: (laughs) Well, I was going to say, anybody who's carried kids around. Yeah. They've done their little their That's share true. of rocking.
0: Maybe maybe that you could you could uh take care of two birds with one stone and have a kid in the backpack. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What I don't like is because you have to carry a kid around. Stick the legs the, or just grab any kid. Or is that just one? Just grab any
0: kid, put them in the backpack.
1: If it's an e- it's easier if it's your own kid because if you just it has to run away with kid. somebody else's kid, it's
0: It absolutely did, has to be your own kid. That'll child.
1: attract more attention. All right, so let's let's get back to this. It's a, it's a really interesting activity because it also helps with increasing bone density. So as we get older, we lose bone density. It can make us um, a risk of osteopenia and eventually osteoporosis. So so doing weight-bearing activities do help to uh, build bone density and same with any sort of strength training. So rocking has that for it going for it as well. I'm mm-hmm. going to give this a go. Now, during the pandemic, I actually used rocks, as you may remember, for weights because I was doing a...
0: Then we bought weights, and you couldn't believe how cheap they were.
1: Oh, my goodness. I know. But it was the pandemic, and it was when the, it was basically shut down. And you couldn't really go to Walmart and just go buy these little weights. So I went out in the yard and picked out two rocks and weighed them and found ones that were close to what I needed. And Whatever I just, works. I just needed light weights because they were just for a cardio workout, so high repetition. And and they worked well, so then I used them for Literally years after the pandemic, and I think it was only last year that I finally broke down and bought real weights. That yes, you're right, Jeff. They were ridiculously cheap.
0: I I was surprised, to be honest, at how cheap they were. Too. They were just a few dollars, and they were I had, just a few. I had been rocks. using rocks yeah. for
1: for a very long time. I know. Anyway,
0: <laughs> I love it though. I mean, that's. uh
1: I can repurpose the rocks. The rucksack can be a rock sack.
0: Yeah, rock sack. That's right. <laughs> rock and roll.
1: So the special forces use rucking as like the ultimate exercise. It's incredibly functional. It helps build endurance and strength. So when you think about military units doing it as part of their marching and what they do for general fitness, it lets you know that it's a good activity and an activity that can develop strength that can be used in day-to-day life, whether you're lugging furniture around or luggage at the airport. Rucking is very similar to real life situation.
0: It it makes it so much easier when you don't have that extra weight in your backpack and you try to do the same thing. So it's like endurance Actually don't don't they do that? Like I remember seeing it's kind of similar. No, that's different completely, isn't it? The tension (laughs) the tension, you know when they're running you can't
1: see this, but Jeff's doing some great running motions here.
0: You're running with the, uh, oh, oh, with the yeah. tires tied to you or whatever. And then you're like, you know, you're trying to pull it.
1: And then someone just cuts the rope and you just feel like you're flying.
0: Yeah, I've, I've never seen that part of it, but that, that would be cool.
1: So I'm super excited to try it with some weights. And I will report back, listeners, just tell you how I make out going to and from work. And it'll be interesting. So the idea of rocking is actually called on goruck.com. Uh, Active resistance training. So it means you're doing strength and cardio at the same time. And it can really help you be better at other activities. So it can make, if you are into running, you can alternate with that and you can become a better runner, be stronger for doing your martial arts, whatever sport you may do. And uh, so it has all of those benefits of training training. Not only the legs, but also the core and even the upper body. So it's uh, obviously it's really focused probably more on on stabilizing, but you can start with as little as one to two miles uh, once or twice a week and then build from there. But they do recommend that, you know, three to four rucks per week uh, is probably as much as you really need to build up to.
0: Okay. Uh, Sounds good.
1: Does it? Does it sound good?
0: I guess it does. I wonder why uh, rucking has become so popular in recent recent times. Like, what? <laughs> well, I, I, was it like featured in a movie? Or was it just like, you know, physical activity goes through different trends?
1: It does. Yeah, I think that's I it. I that's it, eh? I, I think anything that's acce- easily accessible, you know, low expense, you don't have to go mm. out and buy a bunch of equipment. You know, so, when you're talking about your pace, when I look at the go ruck website it was really based around the u.s and they talk about the united states army and their ruck march standard is 15 minutes per mile so you should try to keep your pace under 20 minutes per mile but uh, 15 minutes to cover a mile is a great goal to work towards if you're thinking about how fast you want to go and if you're in canada just convert that over to kilometers Mm -hmm. 1.6 kilometers to the mile there you go just get that calculator out all right, and listen to your body, you know if it's if you do start to feel achy or uh, you may need to do some adjustments, look at your posture. you definitely don't want to exacerbate or create a, an injury that didn't exist in the first place. You know So if you're if you're brand new to exercise, you start out with five to ten percent of your body weight, as I mentioned. If you've been exercising, you know, and doing a regular walking or weight training machine for a number of weeks, you might want to, you might be able to start out as much as 10 to 15% of your body weight, but start slow, lots of time to build up. And some people even recommend you could carry books.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can carry them
1: right out of the house, Jeff.
0: Do a Stephen King's It or whatever, some kind of big book (laughs) or old textbooks that we used in, in university that are just collecting dust.
1: So when you are out doing your activity, make sure that you're staying upright. You know, have that healthy posture. You don't want your shoulders rolling forward. If you lean too far forward, you're you're going to put pressure on your back and your neck. So make sure that you don't, you know, overweight your, your rucksack and then end up compensating with bad posture. That's really important. You want to maintain that, keeping your shoulders rolled backward. Uh, again, the opposite of what you're doing all day is you're hunched over your keyboard. I say to myself keep your core engaged. And in terms of your strides, it's recommended you just do short strides, frequent steps. Mm-hmm. And again, you think about short of almost like a, a bit of a shuffle motion and always keeping one foot on the ground.
0: Now, would that be something that you would do like just, you know, walking through the city or could you do it through trails and stuff?
1: Yeah, you could do it you anywhere. Do it anywhere. Okay, that's cool. And, you know, rock, don't run
0: don't run
1: when we talk about low impact activity high impact activity if you're adding weight on top of that and all of a sudden you start to run uh you really might be setting yourself up sort of for injuries so absolutely if you don't want that to if happen if it's not something you've been doing then it's not a, a good place to start and that padded hip belt I mentioned can really help out when you get up to those higher weights. In the meantime, I'm really just going to put—I'll probably put a 5-pound weight in my book bag and, and report, report back. And you'll report
0: back and let us know yeah. how all goes. I
1: might even go with an 8-pound weight. That's a good idea.
0: I mean, why not, right? You're going to do it anyways. You're walking to and fro from work. Why not make it a little bit more of a workout?
1: That's, that's exactly why I found this so fascinating. Uh, I want to just finish off with Talking about my little fall that I had this past week.
0: Oh yes, your fall.
1: It was. Ooh. It was a. Uh, it w- wasn't outside on the ice. It was inside on our hardwood floor.
0: Why and, don't we lead up to how that happened, though?
1: Well, okay.
0: So I brought a coffee table from downstairs, upstairs, and you're like, "We should clean that," and I'm like, "Yes, we should, because probably got like three layers of dust on it." So you got out pledge and you decided to start cleaning this coffee table right where it is like when I brought it upstairs from the basement and uh it was already in the spot where the floor was the most slippery we all knew it we all knew like we all know about this one spot we know it's the
1: slippery spot in our house we've been saying it for years yet we've failed to address it we are all like that's a slippery spot
0: yeah be careful so directly after, well, through the process of cleaning it, the Pledge, you know, that didn't get on the coffee table went directly back on. Yeah,
1: there was a good overspray. And I I don't even know why we have Pledge. I hate Pledge. It's stupid. It's a stupid product. It yeah. it just creates a coating. I don't like the smell. And, you should write a
0: nasty letter to them. <laughs>
1: and it just, it, it just, I don't know. I don't find it. It's a product that maybe made sense. 20 years ago 30 years ago but we had an old can and i feel this like compulsion let's, to finish it off
0: let's make a pledge right now to <laughs> get rid that of that pledge, pledge.
1: <laughs> but i thought you know what maybe this time this is a job for pledge on this old wooden coffee table it this made matters
0: worse let's and, be honest and so- i
1: saw the overspray and i thought I should do something about this overspray because I could picture in my mind somebody falling. And
0: Two days pass.
1: Well, I did do something that night. I quickly wiped it with some all-purpose cleaner, but that was not sufficient, my friends, because we were watching some trashy reality television show. And, and the commercial was, was over. On. Yeah, and,
0: and in I went out to get a Amy. snack,
1: and Jeff's like, it's back on, it's back on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, I, and I came running. From the kitchen, you did with my bowl of apple crisp, which was Your the last, last. It was the last bowl of homemade of apple crisp that I had, and I just completely slid out and wedged myself in a door frame, and I laid there,
0: not uh, knowing what you hurt. No, I didn't no. know either.
1: As I lay, I was in just the like piles. I watched it all happen.
0: I was on the couch, all nice and comfy underneath <laughs> my blanket. I look over, and boom, you're on the floor, and it's you a, you said. I was just like, you said,
1: oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, don't move.
0: Don't move. And yeah. I did not
1: move for probably about two or three minutes because I would well, when you go from vertical to horizontal that quickly, it takes a while to regroup. I still had the bowl in my hand, although the apple crisp was all over the area. I didn't know what to do. So I, I was just hair. running around
0: cleaning up the house. So all of the apple crisp that went flying <laughs> off the, was taking it off the ceiling. And I
1: was like, did I, I didn't hit my head. I basically nope. landed on the side. I hit no. my knee, my hip, my shoulder. And I'm like, Did I dislocate my shoulder? No. I actually ended up You got up? Not too bad. I was absolutely surprised. We I spent some time with, you know, a bag of frozen peas. We only had one bag, so I contorted myself so that every part of my body that hit the floor all were basically jammed on this one frozen bag of peas but
0: it worked it 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 didn't bruise very badly
1: did a little rice rest ice compression elevation and i minimized the uh, contusions and i live to tell the story and you know what we did to fix the slippery spot i had vinegar in a spray bottle which i usually mix with a little bit of water to spray over apples and fruit to get the pesticides off so i just increased the concentration of vinegar and really went to town on that slippery spot on the floor Left the vinegar spray on overnight, and now it is no longer a death trap, and yeah, no one I can one run since. from the kitchen and survive. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, though, while I was lying there, I was most sad about the apple crisp. I know you were. I was really. I Remember, was, I
0: I gathered it all up and put it on the on the counter in the kitchen, and it was all this hair sticking out of it. It stuff. was in
1: my hair. It was yeah. literally. I had pieces of it in yeah. my hair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when i fell i'm like you're not gonna eat that you're like oh no
1: no no but that's what happened
0: and but it just goes to show how quickly things can change boom you're laying down socks
1: pledge hardwood not a good combo yeah
0: don't don't do it people don't do it thank you for listening to our rucking podcast everybody
1: yeah happy rucking
0: happy rucking bye-bye rock on Thanks for listening.
1: Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe to keep up with what's new.
0: You can find us anywhere you get your podcast, And why not leave a review?
1: You can also follow InfoQuent on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
0: Till Til next time.
1: time.